0: Welcome to the WBS Podcast, brought to you by WeddingVideographySchool.com, your online resource for building a wedding videography business from start to finish. And now, here's your host, Michael Lee Ring. Hey guys, Michael here. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It's the very first episode of the Wedding Videography School Podcast. WVS for short. The goal of this podcast is to talk about everything related to wedding videography, building your own business, working for yourself, uh, becoming self-sufficient, and really having a, an enjoyable job experience. And what does that mean? Well, to me, that means you know I have the ability to work from wherever I choose to work right? So I can work from home if I want, you know, mostly, obviously, if I'm out shooting a wedding, I got to be wherever that wedding is. But you know, that's usually one day a week during the busy season, sometimes two days a week. But for the other five days, I can pretty much be where I want. I have a lot of flexibility in my schedule. So wedding videography is just a fantastic career if it's something that you enjoy doing, or if you really like uh, shooting and editing videos, which is the case for me. So the goal of this podcast is really to create a platform for wedding videographers to share their stories, share their experiences, and help each other build businesses that really allow us to live the lives that we want to live. We're going to have some really great guests. Today, it's just me. <laughs> so I apologize ahead of time that you are going to hear a lot of my voice today. But I am lining up some really great guests to be on the next few episodes of the podcast. And so that's, that's going to be really exciting. I believe that I am not... The end-all, be-all expert on anything. <laughs> so there's a lot of great people out there who have their own experiences, who probably know more than I do, and who can who can really communicate a lot of really great tips and strategies uh, better than I can. So I'm excited to get those people on the podcast. So hopefully, you won't be hearing me talk as much going forward. But today, I'm going to share my story, and I'm going to talk about why I got into wedding videography, how it happened, how I built my business from basically zero weddings to shooting 25 plus weddings a season, and actually being able to really uh, make a nice living off of it. You know, I'm I'm super excited about this podcast because there wasn't really anything like this six years ago that I that I'm aware of, and so for those of you who are Looking to get into this this kind of career field, or maybe you already have a, a business that you're just trying to improve and maintain. Um, this this is going to be an excellent resource for that, and I'm I'm really excited to be able to share the lessons that I've learned. I think in some ways it's kind of cathartic to be able to talk about what I've been through in building this business because it is a it is an interesting niche, right? It's not something that a lot of people have experience with, unless they've been married. Maybe they had a wedding videographer at their wedding. and that's pretty much all they know about the industry is that somebody showed up and and made a video out of their wedding. So it's really it's actually really beneficial to me to just kind of be able to to talk about my experiences and and really uh, be able to talk about those experiences with other people. So I'm excited about that. So let's jump right into today's episode. It's story time. (laughs) Just to kind of to give you my background and and kind of give you an understanding of where I was in my life when I decided that wedding videography was something that maybe I'd be interested in pursuing. I was about 22 years old and I was living with my mom and I was working in television news. I had just come from a job where I had been mistreated and I really didn't want to work for anybody else. At the time, obviously, you know, you, you got to work. And so like like a lot of people out there, I was working for a paycheck. I was working for for somebody else, 40 hours a week, sometimes 50, sometimes 60. In the news industry, you just really never really get to set your own schedule. And in a lot of ways, you don't get to control um, you know, how long your days go. So here I am about 22 years old, just out of college, living with my mom. And she had just been diagnosed with lung cancer, stage four lung cancer the year before. And so the doctors had given her about a year to live. And she lived about a year and a half before she passed away. So here I am, my mom had just passed away, and I'm working for about $10 an hour at this local TV news station. And I realized that I'm out on my own. Uh, the rest of my family grew up in Connecticut and the New England area, so they're all out east. And I <laughs> was born out here in Colorado to a single mom, and now I'm totally alone, except for a couple friends. So I realize that I'm in trouble, and I need to find a way to make more money. Because I don't know if you've ever tried to get by on $10 an hour, $11 an hour. But it's, it's, not, it's not impossible, but it's also not really a pleasant financial situation to be in. My check was spent before I got it. Um, on things like rent and groceries and bills and uh, stuff like that. So I really was living paycheck to paycheck and really just making just the minimum amount that I could to get by. Around this same time, I had a friend who asked me to shoot the wedding video for his cousin in Chicago. (laughs) I had only ever shot one wedding before, and that was as a favor to my previous boss and it went okay, but I didn't know anything about shooting weddings. I guess it turned out fine. So I had, I had one wedding under my belt and I was by no means even really familiar enough to be shooting anybody else's wedding. So I said, I was really uncomfortable with it. I said, listen, I'll, I'll do it for free because you're my friend but they just have to pay for my travel to get out to Chicago. So that's what they did. They, they paid for me to go out, and I shot the video, which, you know, he was my friend. So I didn't want to screw up the wedding and then feel bad that they had paid me. So I thought, I'm not even going to charge you. I'm just going to do it for free because I don't want to feel guilty if something goes wrong. Well, the wedding went great. Everything turned out great. The couple loved it. My same friend had some friends that were getting married uh, very soon after that who couldn't afford a videographer. And so I said, okay, man, this is, I'll shoot this wedding too, also for free, but this is the last time I'm shooting a wedding. And so he said, okay, okay, cool. Uh, (laughs) So I went, I shoot the wedding, it goes great, the couple loves it. Facebook was just getting popular around this time, so I put it on Facebook and, you know, people were commenting like, oh, wow, you know, I didn't know you you could do something like this. I made like a highlight film for the wedding and people were just kind of blown away because most of what people had ever seen me do was news stuff. Um, so they were much, much better in quality. I was using different cameras. I'd switched over to DSLR by this point. So, you know, I, the product was just a lot better. So I got a, I got a fairly positive reaction from these two videos. And I thought, you know what, maybe maybe I could do this and earn some extra money on the side. So I'm working my news job and I start getting some inquiries from people that I didn't know who had seen the other two videos that i did asking if i would shoot their weddings and i i was too freaked out so i said no i'm not going to shoot your weddings but and st- still in the back of my mind you know i'm thinking man i should really give this a shot at some point looking back it was probably a mistake to turn those people down because what i ended up having to do was then go out and find <laughs> other clients so i went out you know once i kind of figured out okay i can do this I'm not bad at it and I need the extra money I went on to Craigslist and I posted an ad and I said if you're looking for a wedding videographer for your wedding I'm new I'm just getting started and I will shoot your wedding for $250 and I made it clear in the ad that the $250 wasn't payment to me for my work it was just to cover my expenses. Because at the time, I didn't have all the gear that I needed. So there were a couple things that I needed to rent. Within a day, I had somebody contact me and say, I want you to shoot my wedding. So I did it. Uh, they paid me $250, and it went really well. And I really liked the wedding. While I was at that wedding, the girl that was doing makeup for the bride was getting married in like, 4 months or so from then. She contacted me a few days later and said I want you to shoot my wedding too. And so I quoted her $500, right? Cuz I had already done one for 250. I wasn't trying to do another one for 250. I just needed, you know, a little more work to show. At least that's what I thought. And so I should go and shoot this other girl's wedding for 500 bucks. And she was super nice. And I kind of lucked out in a way because she had a ton of friends. Um, She was working at this hair salon up in Denver. And she just like seemed to know everybody. And she just had a ton of friends. So she posted her video on Facebook. And I'm pretty sure I got a couple more bookings from like various people who saw her video. And so that's how my business kind of took off. And I started charging more and more for each subsequent wedding until I got to about $1,000. And once I got to $1,000, one of my couples had a planner, a wedding planner, who was looking for videographers to recommend. So she started recommending me, like before I had even delivered the product to this couple, she started recommending me. I think she just, you know, knew from I don't know how she knew. I mean, maybe she looked at my website or something. I don't know. But she felt comfortable enough to start recommending me to other people. And so I started booking gigs from her. And the following year, I raised my prices again. And basically, the rest is history. I don't want to bore you with this already. The story that's already too long. But that's how I got started. And before long, I was making enough money on the weekends that I was living pretty comfortably. I just moved in with my future wife. Although I didn't know that at the time. And so between the two of us, life was pretty good. You know, my rent was cut in half. Uh, You know, I'm making all this extra money on weekends, shooting weddings. And, you know, I'm spending a lot of time working because I have my full time job. And I'm also shooting on the weekends and trying to edit on the weekends too. But overall, like, things were pretty good. And eventually got to the point where I needed to make a decision about what I was going to do, because weddings were starting to kind of get in the way of my regular work. Although I kind of think it's the other way around. I kind of think my regular job, my nine to five was getting in the way of my business really taking off. So and I'll I'll have to at some point go into details in a in a blog post or something at WeddingVideographySchool.com dot com about <laughs> the day that I actually made that leap uh, and quit my job because it's it's a funny story and I think it's it's really hard when you get to that precipice right of quitting your full time job that has a steady paycheck that has benefits to go out on your own and run your own business it's. It's really terrifying. So I'll do a I'll do a whole post on that at some point. But I I ended up quitting my job and I really haven't looked back since. So that's kind of how I got into wedding videography and that's that's kind of my story and I'll tell you a little bit about you know where I am now and how I feel about my decision to to get into this industry, to start this business. First off, I'll say, in the beginning, I told you that I, w- I felt like I was mistreated at my previous job before news. And I, I guess I would argue, that <laughs> a lot of people in news would also argue that, not just me, would argue that they've been mistreated uh, working in TV news. So I had this, these two jobs right where I just did not feel like I mattered at all. And as an employee, it depends on who you're working for, right? But I think in a lot of places, as an employee, you're just that. You're an employee. You're a workhorse. You're there to work. Nobody really cares about you or um, your well-being. They, Your boss or your manager or whoever just wants you to get the job done and go home, right? So <laughs> mm. they, they just kind of look at you as a workhorse. So... I I just didn't like that. I I want to enjoy my life and 40 hours a week at a place where I'm not appreciated just to me isn't isn't something that I can do. And so for a long long time I had wanted to own my own business. And I didn't really care what that looked like, right? So I could be making glitter stickers for 6-year-olds. And as long as that was me doing it for myself, running my own business, then I would be fine with that. Um, so it wasn't for me, it wasn't so much about what I was doing. Although I love video, I love media, I love advertising, I love like marketing and popular culture and communication, like all that kind of stuff. But that's, this, it's where I thrive but I really probably could do anything. And as long as I was doing it for myself, I think I'd be really happy. So I always had this internal draw to head out on my own and run my own business. There's nothing to me that's more satisfying than that. And so here I am now. And I have to say, overall, it's not, it's not always easy. You know, there's, there's times of the year where it's kind of slow or, you know, in the winter where I live in Colorado, um, the season is kind of slow, and so you have a lot of downtime, and you have um, some months where there's no money coming in. But overall, I love my life. Uh, I get to work from home. I get to set my own schedule and really kind of be flexible. If I want to meet my wife at her job for work or take her out, I can do that. You know, we're, we're going to be having our first uh, son here in about a month from now, and I'm going to have the flexibility to spend a lot more time with him. Now, I'm sure it's going to get a little chaotic with me trying to work from home and also take care of a newborn and stuff like that. But there's still a lot of flexibility with what I'm doing to be able to spend time with my son. And so I'm looking forward to that. You know, when I quit my job, I basically doubled my income the next year. And I was terrified that I wouldn't be able to replace my income let alone like make any more money than I was already making so there was part of me that was terrified that I would be an embarrassment to myself and that my friends would look at me and be like oh you're an idiot you quit your job and now you're like really dirt poor or something like that you know that was my big fear and looking back quitting my job was the best thing I ever did and it is terrifying. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's pretty, it can be really stressful. And there were definitely a couple times where I'm not really much of a crier, but (laughs) there, there were definitely a couple times where I had tears in my eyes because, you know, a client wasn't paying on time or whatever. And back then, if one client didn't pay, it was like, my world felt like it was crashing down around me. So, I'm not saying there was never a struggle and that it wasn't difficult, but overall, my experience working as a wedding videographer has been tremendous and it's, it's improved my life in several ways. One of those ways is financially. Another way has been socially. I've definitely become more of a social person. Uh, I have a lot more confidence in dealing with people because I have to deal with clients all the time. I have to meet new clients all the time. I have to be able to strike up a conversation with new clients, with potential clients and sell them on what I do. Although luckily for me, I don't, you know, I wouldn't consider selling anything or sales to be a huge part of my job, though it is something I have to do. I I found that it kind of comes naturally to me. So in hindsight, I'm so glad that I am where I am today. And so going forward with this podcast, you know, the whole reason that I created this podcast and created com is to really have an outlet to share my experiences. That's the benefit to me, but to also help people who are where I was. Okay. And so I didn't really have this sort of resource available to me at the time. I didn't have any mentors. I didn't have a site like WVS to, to help me through the navigation of building my business. So to me, it's really important that I not only help people build their wedding videography business, but also help them thrive in being an entrepreneur in this industry. So I'm super excited going forward to to have all these resources available and to have some really great guests. Again, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I know everything there is to know about wedding videography. I don't. Um, I I think my videos are pretty cool. But obviously, I'm biased. There's people out there that I look up to who I think make really amazing films. And hopefully, we'll have some of those people on here to talk about how they do it. Um, we'll be talking about the technical side of things. Uh, we'll be talking about getting great audio and great shots and color grading and all that kind of stuff. But having, having the business foundation, I think, is crucial. And so that's really what WVS is really committed to right now, at least in the beginning, is really focusing on the business side of things. And hopefully, we'll have some great tutorials coming up on, you know, the the equipment that we use and how to get great sound at the at the reception and more more uh, specific tutorials for you guys. But I hope that by sharing my story today, maybe I've inspired someone out there uh, to know that you can really do whatever you set your mind to. And if if owning your own business and getting into wedding videography and making awesome videos for people is something that you want to do, I just want to let you know that if I can do it, and I know this is so cliche, but seriously, if I can do it, anybody can do it. You just really have to have a good, strong work ethic and a desire to succeed. So with that, I want to wrap up this podcast Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to hear more episodes, please go to iTunes. This might just start out on the WVS website uh, for now. But as soon as we get it up on iTunes, please go there, leave us a review, go ahead and rate it. That helps us um, bring the podcast to more people, but it also helps us knowing that what we're doing is helping people and it helps keep the podcast on air. So. If you guys uh, would do that, that would be very much appreciated. And don't forget to check out WeddingVideographySchool.com. There you're going to find a growing number of resources to help you manage and build your wedding videography business. Don't forget to sign up for our mailing list. It's a great way to get free weekly advice sent right to your inbox. So until next time, thank you for listening and have a great week.